If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Very warm welcome to Keeping It Real with Caroline and Sophie. And today we have the great pleasure of welcoming the wonderful Trini Woodall, who I literally haven't seen properly since we were filming Denmark's Next Top Model, where Trini came on as a guest judge, which was just an absolute hoot. Am I, which one am I going to go to? I'm just, I'm, I'm suddenly having both mics because the thing is, I'll just I'll hoard it until somebody takes it off me, which, which is, is always good. better to have a third mic. But I do remember that. And I remember I was in the back end of filming TV series in Denmark and I'd just been filming around Scandinavia. I felt Scandinavian. I mean, I was watching Scandinavian Noir on TV and I then, you know, did a Scandi show, yours, and, and then we were making over women around Scandinavia. So Tivoli Gardens and all, I, I went everywhere and did every, every part. Because you guys actually bought Trini and Susanna came to Denmark, right? Yeah, we did. We, we did five series in Norway, five series in Sweden, and I think two series in Denmark. And it was called, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what it was called in Danish because I wouldn't be able no. to pronounce it, but it was something like in Norway, it was the makeover mission, Trini and Susanna's makeover mission. Right. And in, um, in Sweden, it was Mission Serenge, or whatever, you know, how do they, how do they say Sweden? How do they say Sweden? Sverige. Mission Sverige. Mission Sverige. Mission Sverige med Trini och Susanna. How did you guys whenever... even get together? How did it all start back in the day? Back in the day, my God, back in the day, a long time ago, I used to trade commodities and hated it. And I wow. did it because I, my dad was a banker and I was the youngest of six kids and I kind of felt... I should do something where he'd notice my existence. Mm -hmm. And so I left school and didn't have enough anything to get uh, into university. And I just thought I'll go and start as an assistant on a trading floor, which I did and did that. And then I remember I dressed like a man. I had my suits made in by the tailor who made everyone else's suits. They'd all strip down on the trading floor and I'll go into the loo and get it made. I spoke to people on the phone because I had to run an Anglo-American fund and try and, you know, get investment for the fund. 
and I'd, I'd lower my voice so people would think I was a man. I mean, wow. this was the 1980s, so you just it was yeah. very it was unusual to be a female in the trading yeah. floor. And I hated every single minute of this, <clears throat> every single minute. The thing I enjoyed yeah. the most was going to Miss Selfridge and <laughs> buying a cheap black suit and then getting buttons from the button queen and making it nice and mm-hmm. trying to make myself look dressed uh, on the bigger budget than I had. So... Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Going yeah. to Miss Selfridges, getting a cheap suit, discarding the cheap buttons, yeah. getting beautiful buttons from the button queen and all of a sudden you think you're wearing a belle main. And Amazing. the button queen was a very beautiful shop in Marylebone Lane. I think I remember yeah. the buttons being yeah. a big thing back in and the day st- and everyone changing everyone their buttons. Everyone changed their buttons and, and it was starting. And the belt buckles. And the belt buckles. On your shoes had. as yes, well. exactly. And hair <laughs> buckles and everything. In yeah. fact, my first ever business called Bows Unlimited when Princess Diana was in London wearing these hair bows and... This friend of mine called Katie Brain and I, at school still, we were at Queensgate and we started this little business called Bows Unlimited and we got velvet bows made and we went to Portobello Market and we got little Diamante brooches, which were all I remember then. If we got them for more than a pound, we were paying too much. Then I like 50 quid. Shows how old I was then. And we put them on and then we took them. There was this cool store then called Scott Crowler and there was Harvey Nichols and everyone bought them, even though they might say, oh, didn't stay on that long or whatever. And then we, we went to New York and we sold a few there. And then Katie wanted to go to art school. Mm-hmm. And then she said, Trini, I can't do both. And then the business just folded. Yeah, that's and that a was shame. It, you know? But that was my first as yeah. entrepreneur. I was going to say that's I, very early on. I love the fact yeah. that being one of six and thinking deep inside, okay, I need to do something to get to get anyone's, to get my father's yeah. attention, yeah. to get my family's yeah. attention. Yeah. F- first of all, are your siblings all from the same mummy and daddy? No, they are so not. We're not that Catholic. Okay. Or <laughs> whatever. But uh, three are from one and three are from the other. But I think... It's really interesting. My daughter is an only child from the relationship of my husband and I. And he already had a son who was so much older than Lila that he was already 10 when she was born. So Mm. she always felt, she always behaved like an only child. And I think what's really interesting is I have a good friend of mine, Jenny Halpin, who does PR. Mm -hmm. And she actually does the PR for Trinity London. And she's somebody who, from the moment I met her when she was 20, was exuded a natural self-confidence. And there is something to be said for not having to fight for your place in the family and not feeling yeah. insecure as a result of comparisons and your parents just putting you, you know, I mean, I don't put Lila on a on a pedestal, but, you know, she, and she's not spoiled, spoiled, but she has this tremendous self-worth and she's had a very tough life, Lila, from losing a father at age 10. That's a really tough thing for any My gosh, was she 10? I was 11 when I lost my mother. Poor Lila. You must know that that feeling yeah. and then for your father to be mother and father to you. So, mm. so, but still, you know, when I say, oh, Lila, you know, that was good. And she goes, I know, it was great, wasn't it? And I'm like, I'd never have said that. <laughs> but, you know, that's a that's really interesting because, wow, Trini, so you also took on being mummy and daddy when Lila was, was mm. 10. How was that? It was interesting because before then... The relationship was either I was mum and dad a bit already or I was hardly mum. So it was weird because when I got separated, like you were yeah. saying, you got separated, but you mm. you stay friendly with your ex. Very much so, yeah. Do you have kids as well? We have two little yeah. boys. So it's kind yeah. of, I, I had this thing with my old agent called Michael Foster and we wanted to write a book called Unhappy Marriage, Happy Divorce. Yeah. and it's So you know, that's exactly what we had, basically. Um, what we have. I mean, so you know. So there's an element of yeah. why you have that because mm. you didn't argue over money. 
150%. I mean, that's exactly why. Because there was nothing to argue over. So it was a very amicable Mm -hmm. split. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the only thing that mattered were the children. Yeah. Really. Isn't that Um, interesting? The moment money comes in, all feelings change. Yeah. Right? Because because uh, that brings fear, that brings in so many other feelings. And I think that... So sorry, I just had so much to eat very quickly and I think I burped. (laughs) But... um, I love that you're human, Trini. That's just great. Welcome to the surface. <laughs> you didn't smell my fart earlier, I tell you. Um, but um, Windy Pop, my partner would hate me saying wet fart, Windy Pop. So I think that if you are, you know, when I split with my I'd had, of 16 years we were together, probably mm-hmm. I had 10 really good years yeah. and I had six really bad years. Right. So by the time... I decided we should end um, the marriage. I was over it and mm. he wasn't ready to be over it. We were both very much over it as well. Okay. Both of us. Both. Well, that's yeah. kind of, that's great because you're both moving yeah. at the same time. So Johnny didn't have that feeling exactly. Mm. And he kind of thought for a few years, well, it will work itself out. And he wasn't that well. So, right. uh, and, and so it wasn't easy for him to work things out. So there were periods in that time when I was full on mum and dad already. Yeah. And then when he was well again, there were periods when I went because I suddenly a lot of work dried up in England mm. and I only had my foreign shows. So I traveled like you travel tremendously mm. for your shows, but I would travel, get on a plane on Monday. You know this so well, Caroline, come back on a Friday. That's really and hard. See my kids for That's nine months. Really hard. Yeah. And then Johnny would be there. Especially Wednesday when you've the had weekend. the change. I mean, because yeah. you already feel a huge amount of guilt anyway. And then a, yes, and to then have to go too. to work full on yeah. to support yourself and your life and everything yeah, else you're exactly. doing. Yeah. It's so much pressure. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you're the most brilliant well, example of somebody who well, will it's completely thrive from it. It's come through. And yeah. I think that in that, um, you know, if I think of what has given me the drive and the the not just drive it's a that's a that does that yeah and a hunger optimism and it's a hunger so you know Mm. when uh johnny died i was in a really tricky situation i'd started trini london as a you know i got an initial investment a Mm. seis i I raised an seis one hundred fifty thousand. i'd spent quite a lot of that i then you know, was not earning any money. So I sold 50% of my clothes, which also I'd worn when I was really thin. And so I didn't want to wear them anymore anyway. Um, But I needed, you know, and that gave me £60,000, which then lasted me another year. Mm -hmm. So then I could keep it going until I got the prototypes in, I got the research in, I got the beginning of a sense of the proposition. And then I went out and raised two and a half million. And and I, I got, I did that raise. It took me six months, but I did that raise. Wow. That is unbelievable, Trilly. That is absolutely yeah. amazing. And I love that you've been on the journey that lots of women yeah. go on. And yeah. you're very honest about it because, you know, you, from all intents and purposes, you arrive, you look amazing, you look glamorous, everything looks so <laughs> together. To, and and you're smiling and you look very much together, but you've been on a journey. And I think that makes you so much more real and connectable and you know just but I think anyone that we relate to we're three women who've had a life we've Mm. been through experiences and we share them openly and honestly with other women and I think that's a key because there's so much noise in where we get information and advice Mm -hmm. from nowadays and some of it is just I, I I do bump into people I think you're not qualified you know, but it's it's my judging of their qualifications. So mm. what do I judge as a qualification? I judge experience, mm-hmm. passion for something Absolutely. that's not just driven by money. Yeah. 
and um, a real knowledge. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you've got to and have that And also what I think most, you know, a lot of people get wrong, especially back when we started out in the world working, yeah. was if you didn't have the right qualifications, you weren't going to get the job. Whereas now I think if you're hungry, you work hard, you actually yeah. do it on your own without all the backing and all the support, mm. you will get yeah. to the end goal if you mm. keep at it. And that's such an important message to give people. Yeah. You know, if you can't afford to go to the best university or yeah. the best this or the yeah. best that, you can still do it if you're but passionate also, about it. if you're not the kind of person who should. Like, I look at mm. Lila and I think, you know, she has a dream at the moment to do Parsons in New York. I don't know if I'm going to want to afford the amount of money it will cost mm. for me to put her through that. I kind of set aside, I sold my house... So I don't have any assets to my name. So in a way, my house is my business, you know, in terms mm. that we look at, a lot of people look at the house as the asset they have. They mm -hmm. might have other assets or they might earn a salary. But, you know, we kind of feel that even though we can't spend it, we mm. feel it's our growth. Yeah. And so selling a house was a tricky thing, but I needed to let go when you're building a business, you want to let go of any thing that will give you tremendous stress outside mm. of what you're trying to build and, and trying to pay the mortgage and juggle a big house was mm, really tricky. Mm. So selling that house. Unshackling and, and yourself. Unshackling yeah. yourself. And, and not worrying freedom. that I got a small profit in it. Just feeling I had a little bit in mm. the bank. I don't have enough to buy another house. I live with my partner. I didn't go live with my partner because I'd sold the house. Mm, I kind mm. of made the decision before I sold the house and rented it out for a couple mm. of years. So all those emotional and physical and monetary things worked out. Yeah. And, you know, when in three years' time, the business might be at a place where I could take some money out. That's when I can then buy a property. Mm. Yeah. I don't need to feel, I'm 55, do I need to own a property? You know, I think to myself, if something happened tomorrow and Lila and I were on our own, I'd go rent somewhere and it would be fine. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. if something happened untoward, I'd be fine. There's something very but liberating it's amazing about because, it as well. Yeah. yeah. Not feeling that dependency because I think yeah. we can put ourselves in a hole yeah. and, you know... I had to really change my lifestyle. I used to be extravagant because I was earning a lot of money and I yeah. had a very big salary. And then it went to one twentieth of what I was earning. Yeah. So then I had the overhead of that big salary mm. and I had to then... Yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of women go through this as well when they have their children. You know, you yeah, give up everything your, they give up. Yeah. your life. And, you know, when you get married, I had a flat and I gave that up and I put it into the house and then yeah. I gave up my big job and I became a mom and... Yeah then suddenly you have to start all over again. It's like, oh God, I don't own a house. I don't have a job. What am I going to do? Yeah. But you're in that fight or flight mode and yeah. you just do it. go for it. Yeah. And that's what's so refreshing about you is you can sit here smiling, beaming and feeling really proud of what mm. you've achieved because you have achieved it. You've done it. You've yeah. started all over again and done it all. But I also think the moment that you have the courage to really go for it, yeah. there's there's a law of attraction which yeah. then all of a sudden yeah. helps you to That's have the success, true. which then helps you to feel safe and yeah. more confident, yeah. Yeah. which makes you, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. amazing. It does. And, and I, all the little successes build you up to really go for it. Yeah, then. They you do. know, you keep winning yeah. and then you think, right, I'm not stopping here. Mm. I'm really going to go for it. But I remember, Twenty, when we were sitting um, at wonderful Scott's, gosh, three, four, maybe yeah. Yeah. years ago. Yeah. And you were, you were, you were showing me your little samples. And today I've just received the most beautiful gift box with the most exquisite packaging of lots of different 
products varying from foundation to eye cream to eyeshadows and lip glosses that can also be used for the cheek or for the lips and everything you can like attach them so that you end up having a sausage with two three a four, four yeah a stack a, so <laughs> a stack of these incredible products but mm. I want to ask you because we've got a lot of women out there who are extremely entrepreneurial and have lots of incredible ideas and and you know as is often the case lack the courage to just you know go for it and you came from a very successful business I mean I remember when your TV show Trini and Susanna was you know it was the it was watched by everybody it was absolutely well, wonderful this I wasn't in that place so I'd had that I think my um, career has gone in sort of 10 year cycles so I had mm -hmm. 10 years of of you know column and and building up things 10 years of TV mm -hmm. you know five years of foreign shows and then this hopefully will be 30 years but I think that in when I was at the place of it I had the idea for about two years I want to know exactly when did that idea come? Where were you sitting? What happened? And what made you think that you were going to go and do makeup? Embark, it was, it's different embark to your not fashion. only, yeah, but also, you know, that it is an industry that is teeming with competition. So brutal mm. and so many yeah. big competitors. Like, how, how, how? Well, the first, probably the first thought I had was what I used to do. So I think any idea that you have really in order to feel the tremendous passion and drive behind that idea, you have to want it in your life yourself if it's a product. So mm -hmm. I was, you know, doing this Monday to Friday traveling. I sometimes want to do hand luggage, which is nearly impossible because you'll do outfits for each show, but I just, I wanted to pair myself mm. down. So, and with my, always with my makeup, I would mix. Like I would take a Bobbi Brown foundation with something from somewhere else and something from somebody else mm -hmm. and three different colors. And I'd make a consistency and a color I loved. Yeah, and I that's so that. true. And yeah. then in a lip to cheek, I'd mix a lip and I'd mix cheek, I'd mix a lip gloss with a powder. I'd just literally be like an alchemist in my bathroom. So but this yeah. is hysterical, but I do the same. Yeah, yeah. I but, do but the same. But that's what we always yeah. do. Yeah. And it's like, because we don't find the perfect thing out there. So, yeah. so I then put them all together and I put them in these little Muji pots and I'd carry it around before even I thought, let me commercialize this. And I'd be in a bathroom and somebody would say, what's that? And I'll go, this is my makeup bag. And they'll go, where can I buy it? Mm. And I'll go, fuck. You know, it's like that feeling mm -mm. of, oh my God, I got to do this for yeah. before things. So then I was thinking of doing an idea with my sister and we started doing research on it. And I love my sister dearly, but a, a month into it, I was thinking, this is difficult. You know, doing something mm. with a sibling can be fantastic, yeah. but it can be really difficult. And so I thought, mm, you know, do, do I see the balance working well? And I had this idea in my head, but I think I was mm. too scared. Yeah. And my sister really wanted to do this other idea. And I was thinking I need to just not travel so much. So it sort of evolved. And I remember I was sitting down with two people who helped me change my mind. One of them was my daughter's godfather, who's in finance. And he just said to me, where are you at? What are you doing? I told him about the idea I was doing with my sister. And I said, I've also got this other thing. And, and as he left, after we chatted through everything, he said, why aren't you doing the other idea? Okay, that was wow. easy. He said, just, yeah. just let, think about it. Because mm. if you did the other idea, I'd invest in you too. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's amazing. So then, James. That is a very positive, yeah. good yeah. push. That's a good thing. And, yeah, then, and yeah. he didn't know about makeup, but he knows me and he knew my drive. Yeah. So then the other woman was a woman who's a very new school friend, mm. you know, the kind of person that we have our friendships from school who we love. And then we have mm. our friends from, you know, our daughters or sons being at school, mm. which are different kinds of friendships. They're more, yeah. they're more respectful mm. in a weird mm. way because you haven't. You haven't got that kind of 
They yeah. don't know the ins and outs. <laughs> you don't have the history. You don't have the history, so yeah. you are politer. But anyway, but anyway, Jane is the kind of upfront. She she's the head of beauty at Mintel, which is a big research company. And she, I was just talking to her about it and saying, you know, this is on the kitchen table. Just had it out. You know, taking it from inside your head to on the kitchen table, metaphorically speaking or physically, is the hardest bit of any idea yeah. that you have. But anyway, I had it on the kitchen table, physically and metaphorically, and I was chatting it through. And then she called me up the next day and she said, Trini, I've done. No, she came back a week later. Said, Trini, I've done. I've gone off to the Mintel database, and of the next, the the next trend, the next five trends for the next five years, you're doing three of them in this product. <gasps> wow. You have to do it. You yeah. have to do it because you're kind of predicting where makeup is going three years before anyone else is. Yeah. Just do it. There's nothing else like it. I want to know what those three trends were. They were personalization, portability, and cream-based products. Wow. The triangle of my and actually, brand that's really a things. good point. Is cream based is mm. now everybody mm. wants to be glowing, but yeah. back in the day we all wanted all, a powder. Yeah, but also yeah. the portability of cream. The based portability, is you don't need your brushes yeah. and whatever, and you just use. So it everything's it. with your fingers. Everything. I mean, I was lucky enough yeah. to receive a gorgeous package a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and I've done a few makeup tutorials already yeah, with it. But it's so easy to mm. use, and this is you know, as a busy working mum, we just, don't have time in the morning. Yeah. We have a quick shower. Mm stick on yeah, our clothes and exactly. we just want to take the edge off looking horrendous mm-hmm. as you leave the house yeah. so a bit of you know sometimes just a bit of blusher and a bit of lipstick yeah. is all you need um but i'm loving this bronzer that you've just I shown know, us and i mean that is unreal i just so if you that... like tanning trini's got this um cream pot which is dark dark brown yeah. and you can just put it in your t-zone area yeah, anywhere where the sun hits where basically you have less fat between yourself and the sun so where yep. you naturally get tanned is the boniest part of your face okay and that's where you should always emulate bronzer amazing I think the issue people do with bronze they get a bronzing brush yes and, and stick it that, everywhere and they flatten the corners yeah. of their face and i i feel you know when you said why did i have the idea the idea was born out of this you know wanting to have great products mm-hmm. and wanting to have this portability but also um a thing that i now um respect whereas i i was not dismissive of it i just you know, when you, we all three have um, a skill in something that we've learned over years of experience in something. But mm-hmm. sometimes you don't give that the due credit, credit, credence yeah. that you mm-hmm. should, or, you know, the due, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, I have made over women since I was 20, since I was five at my, bo- mm-hmm. no, six and a half at my boarding school, but since I was professionally, since I was 25. Mm-hmm. So for 30 years, I've made over women. And I have 5,000 women's voices in my head about, this is what I find difficult about yep. makeup. This is what yep. I find difficult about hair. This is what I find difficult about this. So when I was thinking about what it should be, I wanted I wanted that confusion at the makeup counter mm. to disappear, which is why I thought, can I somehow come up with a system where you could put in, this is my skin, this is my hair, this is my eye, and we say, hi, Sophie, yeah. this is what you suit. So yeah. of the 300 products you see at Tilbury or Bobby Brown or whatever, mm. these 20 you suit. Yeah. So that's what I needed to do with the range, yeah. is to make that personalization. Because also... There's some basic stats, and I always like to break a stat. Mm-hmm. So there's a stat in England that 83% of women buy their makeup in store. So that right. leaves a 17% audience for me for online makeup, yeah. of which 70% of that is girls under 25. Yeah. So it leaves a very small amount. Now I have, in a year and a half, 45,000 customers. Amazing. So proportionally, already I'm hitting the top yeah. of that, which tells me that what I would set out to do is to successfully convert women who never before bought makeup online to trust in me and in Trini London to then think they can do it. And that's the journey. That's why, in a way, 
in my Instagram, I never, you know, my Instagram is not my commercialization of my business. So I right. don't need to make money on my Instagram. Yeah. It's not my business. So yeah. women where it's their business, I fully respect. So what do you use your Instagram for? For sharing, for teaching? Well, it's for... like, it means every single post comes mm. from, I love it, I hate it, I love it. It comes yeah, from yeah. a total freedom yeah. um, to do that. And I think there's influences I follow where, they still only pick things they love. You only pick things you love. Mm. You know, there's a commercialization on elements mm. of it, mm. but you still, you'd only choose something if you really love it. Yeah, yeah. And that has an authenticity about it. Yeah. So because I talk to them about everything and yeah. I give them, I have this thing called the Trini Tribe and there's thousands of women around the world who join this Trini Tribe right. on Facebook and Instagram. So what they appreciate is they are advocates. They are my sort of army of women who've bought into my attitude towards mm. ourselves, our bodies, mm -hmm. what we put on our face, what we, how mm. we dress. Every day I'll try and give them advice and tips and hints on So you're very hands-on with everybody. Yeah. You respond free, to, yeah, that's amazing. And I'll have like a, you know, I might have 500 comments, yeah. well, through social, because through social we've got a million followers in total, and there might be 1,500 comments. We yeah. answer every single comment. Gosh. Okay. So we have a team of six people in social media, That's but amazing. I do all my own. So every day I might have yeah. one to 600 comments. Yeah, but I yeah, answer yeah. every single one. Yeah. And I don't know how long I can keep that up. But in a way, because they know the energy that I put in yeah. to trying to help them, if they buy the makeup and they love it, they feel not a duty because that sounds like it's a weight, but they feel a tremendous ability to say, let me tell you how great Trini Lund's product is. Yeah, because they, yeah. they know that I'm getting up early for them. I'm showing them the Zara mm. sale one day. I'm showing them a skincare product mm. I like or don't like. And there's this yin and yang. Mm. And I think mm. there is like, when you were talking about bigger universe things, which can be a bit mystical and, oh, should we go to the secret mm. and the garden mm. and mm. all that stuff. But there is that little balance in the universe. And I really like all this, um, you know, sh open sharing with each other. You know, people aren't afraid to say, you know what, I have a bit of Botox. I don't, mm. you know, I wear mm. a bit of lipstick when I go to the gym because I don't want to look absolutely hideous yeah. or I wear Spanx or whatever it is. Yeah. And we are happy to share yeah. treatments, makeup, clothes, whatever it is, mm. what works, what doesn't work. And I think that's so different to the way it used to be. I mean, certainly yeah. for my parents' generation, you weren't allowed to say these things yeah. out loud. Yeah. We never, we know, we, we looked, we came out and we pretended everything was old. You know, I even remember doing it to but my husband when we got English. married. This is very English. Oh no, that old thing yeah. has been in the yeah. wardrobe for years. And the bags would be hidden yeah. under the stairs and yeah. never to be spoken mm. of. You know, because we were ashamed for, for, for these well, things. And like now we celebrate the embarrassment them. of I don't want to look like I've tried too hard to get this. <laughs> yes, you know, I and that's do. very interesting. It's like when I look at I, you will find this interesting, and I, I want to see where Scandinavian women stand, but I always like to compare the relationship of mothers and daughters with French mothers and daughters, mm -hmm. American mothers and daughters, Italian mothers and daughters, and British mothers and daughters. Mm -hmm. So I think as British girls, we take the least advice from our mothers of any of those four countries. We want to explore for ourselves. Yeah. Which we, in a way, generally kind of rebel against Absolutely. our Absolutely. So yeah. that's our thing. Yeah. And therefore, we are the most exploratory, but we can do the most brilliant or the most terrible thing. Yeah. Okay, so we can be the worst dressed, but the most cool, eccentric. Every fashion designer looks to the cool, eccentric British woman to get inspiration. Mm -hmm. You know, if we mm -hmm. look at the sort of Daphne Guinnesses and we look at the mm. Amanda Harliches and all that kind of lot. Then you have the Italians. And it's kind of, they they give their daughters the language of coquettism, mm. the ability to be never being a threat to a man, but being a strong woman. You know, they give this kind of, I think they give a language more yeah. than anything. The French women, 
everything is a secret. My secret anti-cellulite, my secret yes, lipstick, yeah, yeah. my secret, really secret, secret, okay? Yeah, it is secret, really interesting. And therefore, yeah. they're secretive. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, I mean, art Brits to French women, yeah. you, you, you yeah. know, come on, French cousins, be more open about everything. Yeah. Don't, like, make us feel bad about ourselves because <laughs> yeah. you're not saying that actually you do all these things to do it. And that also pervades in during the day, you know, in any French cop show, in any, you walk down the street, it would yeah. actually be a bit of red lip or a mascara, but never a full face. Yeah. And yeah. then in America, it's like, that's a manicurist you're going to go to, your dermatologist you'll go to at yeah, eight, yeah, yeah. and your um, facialist you'll go to at 15. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the... I'm going to give you the equipment to create your own existence, yeah. Yeah. but I'm going to tell you this is the yeah. expert you should go to. Yeah. I might also tell you you should go to great uh, J. Crew for your pinstripe shirt mm. and you should go to, at you know, whatever, yeah. for your swimsuit. But it's like the French one would just say, you're going to a res, but you pretend to people it's our own. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. very interesting. And yeah. then I think Scandinavia, I'm interested to know Scandi. Well, I think meanwhile, the Scandies, I find having now lived here for 25 years, I think the Scandies, both the Danes and the Swedes and the Norwegians for that matter, we remain quite earthly, organic for yeah, a long yeah, time, you yeah. know. Um, Hair, non-done, yeah, no but, makeup and flip-flops. You know, nice flip-flops. I think I went, I, I think I went to have highlights put into my hair the first time when I was about 38. Yeah. And, um, and you know, my father was absolutely appalled that I would, you know, consider doing such a thing yeah. because I was used to my hair being very light. Yeah. I've never really worn makeup. You know, we yeah. walk around in barefoot, we swim in the sea, yeah. we ride on our bicycles. It's We're very earthly uh, in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, but you are naturally very beautiful, which helps. Oh, darling, that's so sweet. I think I think sort of wafy and, you know. The thing is, they haven't <laughs> had people conquer them for a long time. Yeah. That's the thing. And when you've been conquered or you go and conquer, you just create all these wonderful different skin tones yes. and colours and marriages and everything. Whereas the Scandies have been, you know. The Vikings yeah. came out and yeah. did the bits. Yeah. But, you know, they definitely married their own. Um, yeah. So so they've kept that um, that look and that feeling. Yeah. Attitude much, much stronger. Yeah. But, you know, Tony, now that I'm moving back to Denmark, it is quite interesting because, you know, something as simple as going to get a manicure, yeah. you know, you've, you've got to search quite a number of streets before you actually find a place that does it. So as a result of mm. us having been so earthly and organic and natural for a long, long time, it just also means that, you know, when you're in Denmark, to find a really good manicure and a brilliant hairdresser, but they absolutely are there. And when they are really the good, they're lifting? absolutely How are you find brilliant. That? But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's very different. I mean, I have so many Norwegian and Swedish friends and they're just so fit as women. And, yeah. and we did a show in... Norway and Sweden and we did it on sort of celebrities and what was really interesting is the celebrities in those countries were sports stars yeah you know the the Langlauf champion and the you know and they mm. really were respected women because yeah. they just excelled well you were saying their body. This and, and yeah. that's you go swimming really before school in the sea well you know I mean, in you know. in the summer months I would say starting uh you know May June July August September you will find the beaches from 5, 5.30 in the morning. People really start to swim. June, July, August, they are there pretty much all day long. And children start school at 8, but the majority of children finish school by 1.30, 2 o'clock, and oh, they are gosh, in the sea. And then the other amazing, thing is, Alexander, I spoke to my son last night, mm. and it was 10.30 in Denmark, and it was so much it's lighter fun. than it was here at 9.30. So we have these very long, light, long mm. nights mm. with the most incredible light. Very long days. Very long, Very long days, days. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I meant. Mm. And we're surrounded by water. You know, yeah. Denmark is 
hundreds of little you celebrate midsummer like the sweet absolutely I want to I want to have that bouquet I was looking at I know the, you're going to have to um, do a party what she yeah. next year girls year, you will year. both be yeah, invited amazing. for midsummer's night I do yeah. I mean I loved it I'd filmed twice in Norway when they had midsummer and I just I just wanted that crown immediately <laughs> darling did you not did you ever watch our TV show Ladies of London because I did the, the midsummer on the show do you we remember did, it but we God. did we did it in some dodgy place and Oh, we the, did it on, on King. <laughs> we did it on King Henry VIII's island, where all of his certain was people. Was it Coney Island? Coney Island. Was it? Not Coney Island, but it's down there by oh, the it by really east. Odd. It was the island where where oh. a lot of the people were sent that were a bit naughty. Yeah. Naughty, think, wa- naughty wives like or there. naughty. I tell you, it's in the Thames estuary going out yeah. east. Yeah, yeah. I, I know this. It's it's, I bought holy water with me. Yeah, it might yeah. not be um, at Coney Island because that's. Uh, but I think it's all near yeah. there. It was, and it one was, part of it's actually very pretty. And yeah, it, it sand, was very pretty, but we were but surrounded by. Uh, by fish and by, chip shops. No, by, oh. by motorboats with drunk guys drinking oh. beer going, all right, love, as we're oh, trying you to... Mean you were trying to recreate we, we the archipelagos. To, yeah, it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Okay. So we were on a beautiful God. little island which yeah. was decorated with flowers. Did you join that show? It was hysterical. You did. How long did it, you it It came at a great time for me. We did it for two years each. Yeah. It came at a time... Well, I, I just separated from my husband. Yeah. So it was that real moment of, crap, I'm on my own. What yeah. am I going to do? And I said to the producers, I can't do the show because my husband's left. Yeah. And they went, what do you mean? That is exactly what we want to hear. Yeah. It's more interesting, but it was terrifying. Yeah. I know. Because, it's, you know, can, you just yeah. don't know how it's going to come across. So I just thought, you know what? I'm going to be myself. I'm going to make the most of it. And actually, it was like having daily therapy because yeah. I was surrounded by people all the time. And so I've got to say, I've got to say me. that it was very, I mean, watching it, I didn't even watch every single episode, but it is very true to character. And although they can make the meaning of certain situations Mm. very different than they are in reality, I think that we as people come across exactly as we are in real life. Yeah. Although we may at times get provocated out into certain situations, but I think it's pretty true. It depends how a friend of mine does a New York show. Oh, really? Um, Oh, which one? Dorinda. Oh, I love Dorinda. And she... I, I loved it. That's like savage, though, before. that show. But it's ju- it is savage, and I had never watched it. And then I I put her up on my Instagram because she came in New York to an opening that we did for Trinity London, and there was a mixture of comments. But it was the mm. day that she'd done something quite tough on the show, and they were like, "All these." I I usually oh, yeah, on my brutal. channel, mm. you know, nobody leaves mean comments. It's just fantastic. Mm. Mm. And there were just a few kind of very direct. How could you have, you know? And I was like. Dorinda, what did you do? And she said, well, Trini, I just had to, you know. And she's a very, she's a really great woman. But I think that, you know, I've done very briefly American shows on TLC and I did Oprah less so. But but the edit is very like this and it's grabbing. And in England, when you watch TV, they allow it to breathe and to get Well, ours is actually done by a US TV company. But I'm sure it breathes a little bit more than the New York three seconds next scene, three seconds, you know. No, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I would not want to do Would you do it again? I would do the show again, but I wouldn't still. Were they going to do another season or not? Don't know. Possibly. Yeah. It's um yeah. It's out there right now. So we're just gonna just yeah. wait and see. But um the New York one is you know, the women on it are so tough. Yeah, and yeah. it's you know, they they go in for the jugular. Yeah. We would never rip each other down, you know. I think 
English girls, yeah. we kind of want to support you. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that don't, but there are. But we do. will support each but other. But I also think the world has changed. I think there definitely was an era for kind of that drama, unkindness, brutality, which to me it felt like it was for a while. Mm. I think, I think, in the same way that people are now being more open about what they're doing in terms of their beauty and their diets and God knows what mm. else, I think the world is changing, and I think people are becoming more and more conscious of the importance of actually not only being kind to our planet, mm. but actually also being kind to each other. And I think mm, that people yeah, find that the more that they they go into this, they mm. put the kind hat on. Yeah, um, it's extremely empowering, yeah. and it makes you feel good, and Actually, it makes everyone else feel good. And I, yeah, I think absolutely. we're going into a new wave. I agree with you. And, and funny a new enough, trend. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine who's just started her new brand, which is an amazing brand, and she'll do really well from it. But she said, "I'd never." appreciated how much support you need from your friends yeah. and your network yeah. and she said now i know i will be going to every single yeah, pop-up yeah, it's only event when you, when it's you only when you're in it that you, think, that you realize how yeah, crucial those times are i did a tiny little it wasn't a main party or anything but like when i launched trinity Island, i just invited my friends and they were all going to turn up because they knew they knew i'd had a really mm. tough path to get there so i had tremendous support and then i did a tiny little thing on Monday night where I just had people to our new office because it's mm. kind of a fun office off the King's Road Five Jubilee Place if you want to make over. Mm. And it's... Um, and I invite a few people and, like, my good, really old friends, they would come to everything. Mm, mm, mm. And there were these two women who I knew quite recently. I'm not going to name names, but they are <laughs> sort of influencers. Them. Right. And um, at the last minute, they both cancelled without any good reason okay. and without that history where if it's a good friend cancelling, she'll say, look, mm. like Susanna called up and said, look... Esme has been called into Benidorm about a bullying thing. I have to go down to school. Mm-hmm. Fine, Susanna, really. Yeah. You know, and, and so I just thought to myself, at the moment, they're just influenced. They don't have something that they, they're that selling. they own and mm-hmm. they're selling. But when they do, they'll appreciate yeah. the fact that they... And so I do make an effort now that whenever I... I, I go far more to people who are starting a business and because I... Mm. generally go out literally one day a week and that's with Charles for lunch yeah. on a Saturday because at the moment I do not go out mm. and then I never ever go to a party yeah um and I very rarely go to a dinner party not only go if I know it's a sit-down dinner yeah I don't have time in my life today to go and right. stand I, I hear party, you so I just I hate absolutely it. hear you and it's a pain for dating because I have no energy to date so I'm yeah, never going to meet thinking, anybody yeah you want to meet him at a gorgeous sit-down dinner organized by friends because yeah. this yeah. whole hoo-ha of I mean even the serpentine that was going on the other day and everyone's like oh my god are you going are you going are you going and I've got to the point where I, I like you Trini I couldn't think of anything I'd like to do less yeah. I like mm. small intimate mm. companies yeah. where you With actually get to talk yeah. to people yeah. and yeah. I and I go home feeling as if I've been enriched exactly. I find that standing up at these social events it's you're you're trying to make conversation for the hell of making conversation. Mm. There's no real depth, and I and I to be honest with you, I'd far prefer to be in bed with a good book or mm. snuggling with my kids or, or a good man or working for that matter. <laughs> yeah. 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 So but it's yeah, like I, your yeah, priorities hey. change at different yeah. stages, and I think yeah. we're yeah. all at a slightly moved on stage or an evolved stage. Yeah. But mm. but just going back to that thing, I think it's really important to to think from the other perspective. So if you have girlfriends and, and they are doing things and they're starting something, I know how difficult it is yeah. to start something. And I know that when you, you know, in that time from when I ran out of money and I then sold lots of my clothes and I hadn't yet got one of the funds committing mm. and I would go to investor meeting after investor meeting and I'd be presented by eight men on a committee who'd all say no because they just didn't get it. Mm. They said, can you just be the tech side or can you just be the product side? I can't see why you should do the two together. Yeah. And I'm sitting there on the other side of the table saying, because I know that's what women want. And they're going, how do you know? And I'm going, 
I just know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's not, you know. And then I remember sitting in front of Unilever Ventures, who ended up being one of the investors, and, and they said, what's your target market? And I said, it's... It's about an attitude, not an mm. age. So it's mm. like, I want to say... Oh, that's a really good you know, way of looking yeah. at it. And actually. I want to say, yes. yeah. I'm like the iPhone yeah. of makeup. That Because that, it's so that hard Apple to put an age on yeah. things. And yeah. I hate putting ages on things yeah. because I think people, we begin to... We are pretty ageless now. People. So it's yeah. the agelessness I, I really mm. like. So, so he then, instead of other people saying, you have to have a, a target, I said, you know, I really feel that it will be distributed equally through the ages. So one mm. of my favorite things when I went back for my second round and they reinvested as well mm. on the on the on the series A. And I said, Olivier, here are the stats. And I had like nine percent, no, six percent of our audience was 18 to 24. 23% of our audience is 24 to 34. 23% of our audience is 34 to 44. 23% of our audience is 44 to 54. Wow. And 6% of our audience is 54 to 64 mm. or, and above. So it was just like mm. when you really feel something and you really tell the story, because when I'm an older woman telling a story, how do I tell that story to a girl in her 20s? How do I mm. say to her, you know, you grew up when a lot of girls around you were being influenced by people to put on a ton of bass yeah, and, yeah. and really f put that full look on. Yeah. And I want to suggest to you that you should strip it back down. Mm -hmm. And you've got so used to that mask because maybe in your teens you had acne and you covered it and you felt insecure mm. and it gave you that security. You're in your 20s now, your skin is better and you're still doing it. How can I tell you? Yeah. The more skin you show, the more fabulous you will look, the yeah. more energy your face will have. I don't want to yeah. say the more beautiful you'll be because I think beauty is such a misused word. Mm. And I think when I look in the mirror, I just want to feel... Good about I yourself. feel good about myself yeah, and confident. I want people to not yeah. come up and go, Trini, you look so tired, yeah. but to come up and say, Trini, you look so well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. things must be great. You yeah. know, I want every girl yeah. in her 20s, the people go up and say, you look so well yeah. and you're yeah. drawn to people yeah. who look well. I'm not mm. drawn to people who have five inches of makeup on uh, because I feel And I bet you get a lot there? of comments about that on your Instagram. Yeah. I get so much feedback from men Okay, saying, I yeah. wish you'd show my wife. I mean, sorry, all the wives yeah. out there who yeah. have husbands. For me. It's really <laughs> so odd. A lot of, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, that the but, husbands but, are actually But the husband's like, please like, tell the wife not to pile yeah. on the foundation yeah. because there was an era of people really yeah. piling on yeah. the makeup, yeah. the eyes, the, yeah. and you go out and you look like a completely different person. Mm. Now, when you go home with that person, you must be quite shocked when they take all their makeup off I mean you know it's not yeah. it's not I don't think it's a very nice think, healthy yeah, glowing but, look uh, but I think there's a balance between <clears throat> ultimately I probably do 70% of what I do for me yeah and I do 30% of what I do for the people around me yeah so you know if I'm going to Lila's school would I dress in sequins I probably would actually I wouldn't care but I just I wouldn't want her to be embarrassed by me yeah. but generally she wouldn't because I'm a kind of okay mum to take to school um <laughs> with Charles you know I came in the other day and I just put this kind of broadly anglaise dress on for an Instagram and a hat and a bright lip yeah and you know everyone on Instagram loved it but I hadn't put the post up and then I went home and he went what is that on your lip? And I go, it's one of our best-selling colours in red. And he goes, so doesn't suit you. Oh. And I was like, maybe think, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's and not then, what you want to But through the day, I thought, I love this lip, yeah. but I feel if I wear this lip, what I'm doing around is very severe. Yeah. And Charles has weirdly seen me at that lip with my hair all down mm. and no other makeup on. And he said to me, that's a great bright yeah. lip. Yeah, yeah. And it was the context of how I wore it. Yeah. So... Well, if I was going out for dinner with Charles, would I not wear that lip again? No, but would I wear it in a way that he'd say, I love that? Yeah. yeah. I never usually like a red lip. You want to get the Scandi vibe going with the red. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> where they have no Less is more. Just yeah, it. yeah. So, Tony, how big is the collection now? And 
exactly what does it comprise of and how do how do you how buy it? Yeah, no, how do you go yeah, on, yeah but yeah. also how how um how easy is it for someone to go online and um, decide what is the right uh, what are the right colors for her? I mean, your foundation, your BFF is yeah. extraordinary because that obviously um, links. Well, it obviously mm. becomes yeah. the color of your skin straight away. But how easy is it to select everything okay. else? So I can only give you stats. So of when you look at makeup brands, online makeup brands, you look at something called a churn. And a churn is what proportion people come back again. So Glossier, I think, probably has quite a high churn. Mm -hmm. That There's a huge market, but they might go in and, you know, there's a there's a um, consistency in the market. But So our churn is very low. So we have people who come in and they... Buy. We thought, like in that first little business thing, with the, they'll buy two things and then um, they might come in. What price point are we looking They're at? They're like from sixteen to thirty-five. So pounds. you can afford to yeah, try a little part, per pot, sample it around. Yeah, and, but uh, depending yeah. on the formula. So yeah. our BFF is thirty-five pounds. It's in a okay. tube, but it comes with a little teapot. So you put a pumps in a week supply and you put it on your stack because everything clever. must feel. You can take it everywhere. Right. So with it, what we discovered, like the first year. We did a third again of what we thought we'd do financially. Yep. And we ended up, at the end of that year, we'd shipped to 44 countries. Wow. Um, and we had like 10% America, 10% Australia. Amazing. So really interesting reach. Yeah. And that women were buying an average of £80 of product. Mm. And we thought they'd buy an average of £40 of product. Because I think they but came to £80, buy... £80, you can get a few pots, you can get which is like great. A whole so you can do your whole set. face. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think match to me worked tremendously well for women who thought, I know my hair colour is brown. Yeah. I know my eyes are green. And then on the skin, you go along and, and you can watch a video of somebody talking about their skin, how mm -hmm. it behaves in the sun, whether it's sensitive. And, and you think, okay, that's me. Mm -hmm. um, but then I, there was going to be an element of women who didn't get that. So we started mm -hmm. something called the Trini Tribe Model. So on the site, which I love the most, and it's a big other part of what I really believe in strongly, is we have 88 women Mm -hmm. And they go from age 16 to 86. Mm -hmm. And you can sort them out by skin tone, by hair color, mm -hmm. by eye color. And okay. they have five different looks on. And this is a website. Oh, wow. this, this is on Trinity London. This is on Trinity London. So you can look okay. at the Trinity Tribe models okay. and just, they'll all come up, these women. Yeah. So you could look, if you're in your 70s, you... You know, if you're 80, you can get inspiration. You might look at the 80 year old woman. Yeah. If you're 20, you can look at Anna, who's 18. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. if you're my age, you might want to look at Alex, who's 45, because you don't yeah. necessarily think, am I convinced that a 20 year old, I've been sold that all my life, yeah. that an 18 year old girl has sold me a foundation and I'm getting 30, 40, 50, 60. But do I really yeah. want to be that woman? And and do you, so do you have like, a, you start with your base, which is your BFF cream. So that's yeah. what you always start with. I feel every woman. Everybody should have yeah, that. That's my biggest selling product. And then you um, build up on yeah, the layers it on top. On so your, depending on what you, you want know, to wear. You know, if you have rosacea or acne, you put just a touch, which is a foundation, which really covers, but. And that comes in the little pot as little well. Pot. Okay. And then you have a lip and cheek shades. Mm -hmm. You have lip shades. You have so you cheek can do shades. This, you, you can take one pot for your lip, one and the same pot you can use, use on lip your and cheeks. cheeks. So I have a lot yeah. of things which are a lip and cheek combo. That's really good. And then some of the dark shades on lip and cheek, I put on my eye. Yeah. Because they vary our multitasking. So I might mm. take six things which can do 12 things on my face. Yeah. So you can go from day to night yeah, and you can night. refresh yeah. throughout the day just carrying yeah, around exactly. your little tiny yeah. pots. It's actually mm. a brilliant idea. And for so, travelling. For travelling. So we've got this year, it's, yeah. uh, so we're now at about, we have about 90 SKUs. And then wow. we're going to start skincare next September. Amazing. This is so exciting. Wow. Now being a very organic uh, Scandi, my next question to you is, oh yes, how clean are your products? So 
It's really interesting, the clean question, because there's, when I very first started this brand, there was like, you'd do a survey and there would be the the aspiration to buy clean things and the reality of what you actually mm. bought. And there was a big, you know, in Scandinavia, if you ask that question, it's a far smaller divide because those people who say, I want to be really clean will only buy really clean. Mm. Whereas there was a feeling three or four years ago, of, I want to feel there's not bad things in there, but if I love this product, would I not buy it because yeah. of that? So, mm. so as I was developing it, I thought I want to use ingredients because every ingredient, even if it's a natural ingredient, is a chemical reaction that creates something. You know, they're all chemicals, mm. but, you know, samphir is, they're also, we're paraben-free, we're vegan, 90% of our brands, we're cruelty-free, 100%. Um, we're a part of something called Positive Luxury, mm -hmm. which have a real, to be a part of that and to have the little butterfly stamp, you have to have an efficacy that you've, you know, have a transparency through the person who you buy your products from and yeah. then that factory where they buy their raw materials from right. and what their efficacy is like. Okay. Because sometimes two away, mm -hmm. yeah. you sound clean, but you're not yeah, that yeah. clean. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm, you know, so Positive Luxury is about, you know, are you doing the best you can do within your category mm -hmm. to offer something which is is helping the environmental you know like packaging is a big thing yeah um so our pots are all reusable so we always mm -hmm. say put your earrings in them put your pills in them oh that's a good idea you know, don't yeah. feel when the pot is empty you throw it away you shouldn't it's a beautiful pot yeah and then we're gonna have a, like an opt-out and can you refill packaging. your makeup mm. even or no, not not yet because they have to be set okay so you, okay yeah if you thought okay i'm gonna buy that product again you'd buy it again okay okay but yeah. the thing is i have like and they must last for quite a long time though they last yeah a year a I year mean, that was the hardest that's pretty impressive how long they last it's mm. like yeah in a way if they last six months would i have sold more but we we've we sold five times what we thought we'd sell so i'm that's unbelievable amazing. which is amazing because i was thinking now that i'm moving to denmark in 24 hours um i obviously <laughs> have had to go through a lot of stuff and i realized you know at the back of my cupboard how many uh, various cosmetic things yeah. that might have been there since since I moved in. And I mm. started yeah. thinking, I wonder what the shell life is of various products. And then I read an article about the fact that really, in all honesty, it is between six and 24 months, slightly depending on mm. how many preserving chemicals are in the product yeah. so obviously the more organic and natural you go mm -hmm. the lesser of a sell by date so do you think Trini as a you know as a as a thumb rule should you always be thinking if you haven't used up your product within 12 months bin it like I would say sun cream if you went on holiday and you left it in the sun and you go on another one nine months later bin it because the SPF yeah. is gone if you've left in the sun yeah. so I'd say that for sure and that's the thing people least think about because it sits in the sun and the chemicals yeah. just go I think mascara sense. as soon as it starts smelling you bin it and you know you get that slight odour because a lot of people with mascara they'll go in and they'll do this with a mascara yeah. brush to get the stuff out and what they're doing is pumping oxygen in there and right. it's oxidising inside quicker yeah. So with mascara, I'd say definitely six months maximum. I'd say anything yeah. over six months is smelling and you have a bad sense of smell and you should get rid of it. And especially if you've got a cold or anything like that, yeah. you should refresh it as well, shouldn't you? Because yes. they carry infections they do very, carry infections, very easily. Yeah. And that's true. the same with lip glosses. Yeah. Don't share yeah. them if you're not well. And also when the perfume starts changing colour. <laughs> yes, that's true. I mean, yeah. when your vitamin C starts looking orange, <laughs> you know, all those things. But I, I think a rule of thumb is... Um, things can do up to 24 months because don't forget also you have to think where you bought it from yeah. because mm. if you bought it from somebody who was a small company and they bought a little bit of stock and it took a long time to move they might have a much older batch so like the mm. shelf life of my products is I think 24 months after opening on some and 12 months after opening on others and 
I don't think I'm these six months. But I know how long it's been sitting on the manufacturer. So we've had a very high turnover of products. So, you know, if if I sold BFF really slowly, it might have had a year in the warehouse and then it's going to have two years after that. The thing is, I run out of BFF and there's wait lists all the time. So I never had mm. that issue. But there are some manufacturers who... They might say 24 months, but you don't know when it was made. Yeah. So you have to be a bit careful. Sure. Yeah. Um, if people go onto your um, website and they like a lot of the things, but they're thinking, mm, I'm on a bit of a budget, I wish I could try it. Uh, like when you go into Boots, you can try certain of yeah. the Maybelline and yeah. L'Oreal products. Is there anywhere to try your products? There is. We sell at um, Fennec in Bond Street. We're always tying every week, we shan't tell me. We're either the first or she's the first. So nice. So, mm. I mean, she sells in 19 places in London, so it's a small triumph. But it just makes me feel happy because yeah. it's like, it's a very nice store and they don't have online. So in a way, it's a great proposition for us because I don't ever want somebody else to be selling us at the moment online but yeah. I think this is super cool that there is actually a place where you can go try out and, Trini's and the new products Fennec on Bond King's Street so I'm going to pop go. down to the King's Road yeah, you go to the King's Road yeah. so you go online Trini Lund you go to yeah. visit us and you can book a 45 minute appointment or you can walk in to any yeah. of the locations in New York as well on 36 East 57th that's Street brilliant um, but the idea is what I love about booking an appointment which is Redeem Magnet's product is you go in you could be that 25-year-old we talked about who's listening to this conversation thinking, actually, shall I make my base a bit different? Mm. Or you could be a woman in her 40s or 50s who's thinking, I've done the same makeup since I was 20. Because yeah. women tend to stick with the makeup in the ear. I'll tell you two facts. Men dress in the era in which they felt they had their first sexual conquest. And they really? stick with that style a bit. What That's do you think that means for my uh, my sister's husband, my brother-in-law, who uh, who who uh, a lot of his friends so said, really whose friend said he skipped his fifties and sixties, and has gone straight to seventy. Okay, all right, I don't know what that says me. I, I, I have no idea. But um, women tend to wear makeup in which they felt they're most beautiful. So if right. women continuously think I feel great in this decade, they're probably wearing very ageless makeup but if in the 80s they felt their most attractive that's when I'll come across women in their 50s who still have quite a hard black eyeliner a mm. strong lip quite defined for something where in that decade perhaps you need to soften your application mm. so really just it's a reset button it's a kind of should I rethink my routine and and you go in and you sit down and we've got fabulously trained people and you have 45 minutes for you or you go with a girlfriend and, and you do it together can I ask what you've got on today because you look very got, natural but I've very glossy BFF. BFF. And then I've got on BFF Eye, which is an eye serum and a, and a concealer had a baby and produced this. Right. And then I've got on the ravage, Ravages of Sasha Lip Love because I ate a very good mozzarella um, palm ham sandwich, <laughs> which is all over my mouth. And then I have on my eyes, I think I have Wisdom, which I was Wisdom, colour that's a new. great colour. Yeah, it's a really nice And, and no liner? No liner, no. No liner, no liner. just I Wisdom. Eyelashes. Eyelashes, yeah. eyelashes. We were meant to launch Mascara next week. And I have an issue with the packaging, so I've sent it back and we won't launch it for oh, nine what months. what a pain. Yeah. But I couldn't afford to get it wrong. No. it's a very unusual proposition. And it's also, once you do something, you can't take it you back. Can't, you can't. And yeah. I just like, we have to dump quite a lot. Yeah, it's oh, going to be tricky, shame. but... But I'd rather... Can you not do it without the packaging as a promotional thing? To no, get because it's the actual thing that comes in. Oh. It's this kind of dual product. It's not just a mascara. And it, we did innovative <sighs> tooling and everything. It's a big project. Okay. So I'd rather get it right. Because of I course. feel I want it to be... Mascara is one of the hardest things to convert a woman yeah. on. Because it's like, I'll do everything that I'll try, but my mascara is the last thing to go. Mm, mascara and foundation. True. Yeah. Um, and so I want people to think, I won't even think about it. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Go. 
Okay, well, we'll wait for but that. How exciting that is. Well, yeah. darling, Tolene, it was so good to have you on today. Thank you for so coming So nice on. to see you after this I, long. I could sit in this kitchen all afternoon <laughs> chat to you girls because it's great oh. conversations, but it was very well, nice. But we'll get you back for round two when you're launching your mascara. 100%. And we'll get you back and have a chat. And we'll, in the meantime, pop into the King's Road so we can Absolutely. learn how to use everything. Absolutely. And share with our lovely followers where Fantastic. to buy and yeah. what works on us. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for coming. Thank darling. you so much. Lots of love. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.